Hello, and welcome to the Divorce Man Discussion Podcast, where one man shares his story before, during, and after divorce, so you can learn from his experiences. Hey folks, welcome into the podcast. Uh, today we're going to be covering the topic of real estate. I know uh, you may be thinking this is a divorce podcast, but uh, let me tell you, real estate has a lot to do with your divorce process. First off, I'm going to uh, just clarify a few things here. If you hear um, kind of some noise going on and off, it's because it's 90 degrees here in New England and uh I have some heat pump air conditioners that keep coming on and off to keep myself from sweating in here. Also, I've been very busy lately and didn't have a chance to put together show notes, so I am just totally winging this thing, so hopefully it goes well. Yeah, so real estate. Let's uh, go with the uh, before, during, and after uh, framework that we've set up for this podcast. Before. So yeah, I got I got married, and we moved to my wife's hometown or adjacent uh, roughly like two miles from her parents' house. Uh, we, we bought a home there. Uh, well, well, first we lived with them for about six months while we were looking for a, ho- a home and uh, found a place, one acre of land, nice big house, great situation. Could have been a little better. You know, the house wasn't perfect, of course. We always find things wrong with them. But overall, it was, it was really great. So yeah, nice situation, great big lawn. You got to buy a lawnmower, uh, you know, do the whole, uh, you know, fatherly fatherly thing of mowing the lawn on the weekend and grilling out steaks at night. But yeah, as, as we went, went along, we were there for six years. Um, definitely found some issues with the house, fixed some things up, other things we just complained about and never, never really got to. Um, but yeah, that, that was the, the before divorce portion of, uh, of real estate, which the majority of it has to do with uh, during and after. So during divorce, um, obviously we we fixed the house up a bit and, and sold it. The decision to sell it came from mostly just this real estate market that we're in right now, which is just kind of a once in a lifetime thing, I believe, dealing mostly with COVID and the, the fallout from that. If you haven't experienced this yet, the, the main thing is that with, with COVID striking, a lot of people found I guess two things. One was either they were trying to move out of the cities to get away from being in you know very crowded situations with with this virus going around, or I don't know if it was a virus, but the the coronavirus. Yes, yeah, so it was spreading around. You, you just don't want to be around people that much. Uh, so we had. Uh, I live in a, a fairly fairly rural state in the suburbs now, but we lived in the country at the time. Um, and a lot of people were moving out of Boston, New York, Philadelphia, and going to these more rural locations where they wouldn't be as uh, exposed to the virus. Our, our market here just went, went crazy. Uh, so part of, part of what made us sell the house was basically we saw what it was worth based on the inflated prices. You know, it was very enticing that, hey, we can walk away from this thing with a good chunk of money. My my wife at the time actually told me that I would be able to keep the house if I wanted to because she didn't want to stay there. She um, had a different situation available to her. Um, I'll say it was both good good and bad in, in its own way. 
she had a, a, a family member pass away in the, the year before our divorce, which of course is a terrible thing. But when our divorce came up, it m made that property available to her. So she inherited this piece of property, house, has a barn, you know, lots of great things with it. Um, honestly, I'm envious because it's even in the right part of town where I wanted to live, where you're kind of right on the edge of suburbia and the country, so you have that nice country feeling, but you're close to everything. She, she did have to pay for it, of course, though. It was uh, one of those things where um, it, she has, you know, uncles and, and her mother, of course, that all were inheriting the property, so she had to uh, get a mortgage on that to to kind of pay out the the portion that was due to other family members but anyhow she, she had that which um, even with the inflated prices was a good thing because it's just hard to find property nowadays for me um, you know I, I said well you know great I'd, I'd love to walk away from this with some money in my pocket to start out new little did I realize what kind of a, a mess I was walking into uh, you know keeping my house would have been Probably, you know, hindsight might have been a good thing. You know, it was a great piece of property, great neighbors. I still hang out with my old neighbors every once in a while because they're really cool people. And they like me, so, you know, good situation there. But, you know, it was really far away from everything. And where I live now is kind of like right in the middle of stuff. Uh, I drive like 10 minutes to work, 10 minutes to the grocery store. It's a good, good location. But that, that didn't... I guess I'll get into that later, but it didn't quite work out where we ended up just selling it and saying, let's split the profits, walk away with some money, and it'll be a good start for both of us. So yeah, little did I realize what I was getting into, though, with the real estate market, uh, with all the people moving out of these big cities and trying to get into smaller communities, uh, the market had gone just absolutely bonkers. When I bought, I would say that the prices were lower than they are right now. But there was a lot more competition. So what I was constantly running into was I would uh, go into a place, see a nice townhome, because that's what I wanted was a townhome with a garage. That would have worked great for me because then I wouldn't have the maintenance of it. I could work on meeting new people and everything and not spend all my time mowing the lawn and all that sort of stuff. But the problem I ran into was something would go on the market, say a, a a, uh, a nice townhome and a garage for $200,000 or so. I'd say, great, I want to look at it. I talked to my real estate agent, who was a good friend of mine, still is, and um, we said, all right, we're going to go see it tonight. And I might get an email back like two hours later. Sorry, somebody made an offer on the spot and they took it. Or we go see it and we go to put in an offer and we find out there were 12 different, different offers within the first day. And uh, it was just crazy competition. Uh, there were there was one. Well, there's here's a couple stories for you. Uh, one townhome I went after had a uh, didn't have a garage, but had kind of a uh, carport, um, but had a full basement, which was really great because I have a, a bu bunch of tools and stuff. I wanted to have a workshop and everything, so I love that. It was also like divided in half where there would be a game room for for my daughter, and um, so I went in, you know, put it in a bid. I think they were asking like two ten for it. So I said, "All right, I'm going to offer two thirty-five. You know, I really want this place." Come to find out, there were like eight different offers on it in the first day. The one that won it, I think, put in two fifty or something. 
So uh, competition was just really nuts. There was another one. They they wanted 285, and I gave it my best offer. Gave them an escala- uh, escalation clause that I would match it up to like 300,000. And um, they ended up selling it to somebody that came in and said, I'll give you the same thing that guy is, but I'll give it to you in cash. So these people wanted to move quick because they had a job offer and wanted to move. And they said, all right, we'll take the cash offer because it's going to be a faster time period. So that's the sort of uh, craziness I was dealing with. So, you know, I I say all this just because it's something it becomes, especially right now with the way the market is, it's going to become a big part of your process. Um, knowing what you're getting into with real estate. Um, oftentimes, um, you're not going to have the opportunity to keep your house because a lot of times it just ends up, for, from what I've seen anyway, ends up staying with the, uh, the 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 wife, the spouse, and you get a place on your own. But if you do have the opportunity, it might be good to stick with it just because the real estate market is such a big hassle right now. And uh, even if it's not ideal, it might be the best option just to avoid that whole hassle. I can't tell you how many days, nights I spent just trying to figure out this real estate process, and it was crazy. Um, especially, I had like a unique situation where, because we were trying to do like a, um, what do they call it, um, conditional buy-sell, where I would take the money out of the sell of my house and put it into the new place. And eventually that was even an issue because people were making such fantastic offers because the market was so crazy. Uh, but yeah, it was just a really tough thing. Um, so yeah, that was that's a during. I ended up finding a, a condo at a, at a really good price actually, but um, I would say it's not the ideal. Like I said, I wanted to find a townhome, ideally an end unit townhome where I'd only share one wall with somebody else that didn't work. I'm in a condo where I'm on the first floor and there's people above me. Soundish insulation is not terrific. Uh, but I, I see it as probably more of a two to five year option. Hopefully trying to raise some money and then hopefully by that five year mark, you know, things are coming back to, to earth on the real estate market. I can get something that really is more of a long-term plan. But yeah, it, it works out. It's uh, It was fairly cheap relatively speaking so it got me a place to live and at a reasonable price so let's see what what else uh yeah so after you know i'm living in this place it's a nice condo it's got heating and air conditioning it's certainly got its deal problems uh we have a pool which my daughter loves and uh yeah it gets the job done my ideal i think would be to find a small house you know, one of these kind of like two bedroom places with a full basement where I can make it into like a wood shop or something, full garage. You know, just uh, something that's mine where I don't have people on the other side of the wall like you do in a condo or a townhouse. Um, but it's something you you need to think about as you're going through your process. You know, where where do you want to live? Do you want to stay in the house you're in? Do you want to get an apartment? That was another idea for me was I thought, well, maybe I'll just get an apartment for a couple of years. That'll work. And then I'll get into real estate later. However, where I live, it's actually more economical to buy a place, you know, buy a condo instead of getting an apartment. They were actually cheaper. And then in the long run too, when you go to sell and buy, you get your, you know, some of your money back anyway out of a condo because you own it. And uh, yeah, then, uh, so, oh yeah, I said I would touch on it was one of the things with my previous house, I guess, is you need to walk through with your um, 
well, your wife or your ex-wife, um, kind of what your options are. Uh, one of the things we, we talked about was I could keep the old house. However, it would be one of those where we had to look at the market value and what it was worth. What, it, what if we sold it and what, what kind of profits we we're looking at. And if I kept it, then I would have to then pay her out half of what those profits would be. Yeah, similar to as if we sold it and just split that and walked away. So at the time, you know, the, 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 the sale numbers are so inflated with this market that we're in that I would have owed her way too much money. So that was part of why we just said, let's just walk away and sell the place and we'll split the, the profits. Under nor normal circumstances, um, where that wouldn't be the case, it probably would have been a great option. So that might be something you want to do is if you have that option, just keep the place you're in rather than having to go through that whole hassle because honestly it's just one more thing to add to your plate that you got to deal with going through divorce it's uh, taxing enough not to have to also deal with buying or renting a new home so i guess from that standpoint i would recommend if you can keep your place go for it because you know it's just yeah mental capacity when you're going through divorce you don't need to deal with that if you don't have to so yeah all in all i would say um you just got to do what's right for you. We are still in this unique time when the real estate market is just absolutely bonkers. Um, I'm seeing places that before, you know, when I first initially started, it was right at the beginning of this boom. And there were places that were selling for like 180, 200, 210 that are now going for 300. Jeez, I mean, if you have the money, you know, you can buy if it's a place you're going to stay in for the long term. But right now, I would think the best thing to do is kind of wait and see if the market comes back down a little bit, back down to a more realistic, manageable place. It, yeah, it's just it's a tough time to really know. I'm keeping my eye on things all the time, trying to figure out when the best time is to jump back in and try and buy. I, w I will say one thing I've done to try and prepare for that is open a high-yield savings account. Um, there's all these online banks now, and some of them not even online, but um, like Ally Bank is the one I'm using with the high rates on loans and everything right now. The banks are off offering higher rates as well on these uh, accounts. So I have a savings account with them that I'm getting uh, three and three quarters percent interest back, which, you know, is equaling out to a pretty decent amount of money. So, you know, it's kind of one of those, if, if you're waiting for the real estate market to get to a... Uh, more manageable place uh, at least put your money somewhere where it's making money for years i had mine in just a, a plain old savings account where i was making nothing on it and then i started to do the math and it's like well i, I could be making like a thousand dollars a year maybe on my savings account if i put it in the right place so yeah it's every little bit counts if you can find ways to save money to put towards that um you can I had a storage unit that I was paying $65 a month for to put tires and a bike in and some other things. And uh, I sold a few items and, you know, downsized and got rid of that. So I was like between that, you know, $65 a month and a couple other things, you know, I'm making another $100 a month. So, you know, do what you can to save up some money and, and make sure you get a good situation for yourself. Uh, I will say it's also uh, more impressive when you're going back out on the on the dating scene. You know, if uh, you know you've got your own place that you like, that's comfortable for you, that you're proud of, 
they you know if you have a girl over you can show show it off and not be kind of uh embarrassed that you live where you live um uh, be more proud of it um you know that's always a positive certainly do do what you can do to make yourself happy if you want to live in the country live in the country if you want to go downtown and have an apartment right in a you know busy uh hustling part of the city do that do what makes you feel good but certainly uh be be wise with your money though because you know they say money doesn't buy happiness but i'll say it makes it a whole lot easier to find though so anyway you know that's all i have to offer this week uh thanks again for tuning in i appreciate each and every one of you uh, I think uh, looking at my analytics, I have picked up a couple uh, new listeners, so I always appreciate that. You know, if you have any divorced friends, you know, tell them about the podcast. Uh, I'm I'm certainly no expert, as I say. I'm I'm not a, not a therapist. I'm not a lawyer. None of that. But you know, I'm just sharing my own experiences. So hopefully, uh, any folks going through the same thing that I went through, you can learn from it and. Uh, possibly uh, approach your process better than I did a little more knowledgeable so anyhow uh, thanks folks and uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend remember gentlemen that divorce is not a terrible ending to your story but the beginning of a bright new chapter full of great possibilities you are not alone in this journey Thank you.